Amen, amen. Anybody need some strength today? We can always use that. Anybody could use a little bit of peace today? And how about victory every day? I pray that that's what we have through the message today, because I know that's what we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's exactly what we have. So today, our message is called The Pit Stops of Life. And uh, I just want to jump right into the message, and I want to encourage you from God's Word that, you know, I realize that all of us are busy running our race. Think about this. I, I don't recall when I was growing up, and maybe I wasn't paying that much attention to it, but I just don't remember my mom and dad being as busy as people are now. They worked hard. They provided well. But it just seems like now we are so busy, many of us. And a lot of times we're busy about things that probably is not going to make any eternal difference, isn't it? So today I want you to just rest in what God has for us. And I want to just cut through a few things. I know things can be overwhelming with this fast-paced life. And I said, you know, a lot of times thinking about it, it can kind of be difficult to navigate through the day. I think about it, just always things coming up, things changing and all that. But as I was praying this week, the Lord just showed me the parallels between car racing and I'm not a big car racer this is that's what God gave me and uh, and just running the race that the Lord has set before us and he showed me how you know that we all need a pace car amen so to speak we need somebody to follow along that that track of life and we know we have that in Jesus and so much more amen just want to pull a few parallels in because I believe those things like that will help us remember throughout the week and throughout the months that that you know what God is is always looking to give us practical application to his word so that we can move forward in uh, what he set before us. So we need a role model. We have a role model in Jesus Christ. And we need to seek after him. Somebody we can trust. Somebody we can learn from. I'd say that's Jesus. How about you? Amen. So I just want to hit you with that this morning as we start uh, jumping into the word. And the Lord led me to the scripture in Luke 5, 15 and 16. I'm going to give you a little background what was going on. And this in Jesus' ministry at the time... Uh, Things were really starting to multiply. Things were really starting to move. We're starting to see miracles and healings and crowds were, were pressing into him and, and, and listening to what he said. And, and it, was, it was causing a great disturbance with the Pharisees. So how many know sometimes when you're doing things that God has you to do, everybody's not excited about it? Amen. But those that believe, they'll be excited about it. Those that believe will come alongside with you. Amen. We should be. We need to be coming alongside and standing for what God has for us. But Jesus gives us just a perfect example of how we need to just sometimes pull back and pull away and meet with our Heavenly Father. So let's take a look at that. I'm going to read that scripture to us. If you got your Bibles again, Luke 15, Luke's 5, verses 15 and 16. And it starts out and it says, But the news about him was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. Amen. Verse 16 says, But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And you can just run right through that and miss what he has. But God took time to show me this week, just unpacking that, that verse right there. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And so what he was showing to me that, you know what? We see that Jesus would take a pit stop from time to time. Amen. And I think all of us should be looking at that same thing. Actually, it says he would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. So I thought about this. I said, if Jesus saw the value and need for that, how much more do I need that? How much more do we need that to, to take heed and get those life lessons? And I want to say today, I believe everybody needs to take a pit stop. And I believe they're essential for our lives. Amen. Sometimes we need to pull back and just really listen to the Lord. And I know schedules are busy and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. God has a way of multiplying time in our life. 
And I believe he does that by putting the perspective, the right perspective in our life in order in our steps. Amen. So I pray today, if we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling overloaded, and I know I can get like that. I pray that this message is for one, for one of us here that's just feeling a little just uh, overwhelmed and overrun. But God doesn't want us doing that because we can rest in him. So I want to take a look at that. And also, I said, you know, the Lord says, you know, the pit stop I'm thinking about, we need to fill up. This is a pit stop, so to speak. We come to church, we're filling up on God's word, we're encouraging one another, you know, asking how somebody's doing. I appreciate that. You know, I, I appreciate it. Oh, so many, how's your mom doing? How you doing? How's your blood pressure? What's going on? How's, how's it? I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I don't have to prompt somebody or remind somebody, but they ask because they care. See, that's what relationships do when, they, when you build upon that and you just take a few minutes just to pull you to the side and say, hey, man, I was thinking about you this week. Hey, just, you know, how can I pray for you this week? We're blessed. We got the best pit crew in the world. Brothers and sisters in Christ, amen. And we can come in here and fill up on the word of God and the truth of God's word. So I said, sometimes, you know what? We just need to charge up, change the air filter, rotate the tires and, and the coolant and all that. And, and, you know, you get the picture of what I'm talking about. We need to come in here and regroup, don't we? You got to change that oil in your car. We got to fill up on gas in our car. Well, we need to fill up on the word of God. And I know we know that, but sometimes we get so busy, we'll pass right by that station. We'll pass right by that, that opportunity, right by that church building. I'll get it next week. I'll get it like this. I saw uh, when I was looking through some stuff on races, I saw where, and I, I don't follow a lot of races, and some of y'all might be able to tell me which one it was, but I think it was uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was going, and the last lap, he was way out in front. Man, everybody's yelling. They're, they're counting the money, boy. They're ready. They're, they're doing this and everything else, and run out of gas. And I don't even know if he even got across the line. Now, I don't know that much about racing, but I do know this. I know that I need to fill up on the Word of God to have a big finish. Amen. And I believe that there's victory in every lap. And the Lord showed me that, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. The Lord showed me, he said, there's a victory in every lap of your life. Last night, he was telling me. I said, well, Lord, sometimes there's some rough laps that we take. He says, yeah, but it's not the rough laps that you take. It's what you take out of the rough laps. Man, I love my Saturday nights with Jesus. Amen. Isn't that something? It's amazing how God will speak to you in some simple things sometimes. And I say, well, that's a good thing because I'm a pretty simple guy. But God will start where you're at. And he loves you too much to, to leave you there. He will continue to bring you on around for that victory lap. Does that sound good to y'all? Do y'all believe that? All right. So what I did is what I love to do so many times, and that's the way the Lord speaks to me. I'll take the main course here, like pit, the pit stop, and I'll kind of break that out what the Lord was showing me. So we always have a teaching and a preaching. So if you're ready, say amen. amen. Here we go. Well, the first thing the Lord showed me about the pit stops is we need to be prepared. I said, preparation, as we know, is a key to accomplish anything that we're seeking to do. We, we, we've got to prepare ourselves. You wouldn't just take off and jump off your couch and run a 27-mile run, would you? You probably wouldn't finish very well. You, know, you wouldn't just turn around and just say, you know what? I think I'm going to start a band today. I'm going to buy all the best equipment and everything. And, oh, I need a tuner. <laughs> you know, things like that. But a lot of times we start our mornings, we just take off in that world. And never even consider following the pace car. Never seeking the Lord. Seeing what's going on. Amen. So we want to think about preparing our heart. I said Jesus would slip away and prepare himself for what the Father had in store for him. Do you believe God's got something in store for you today? Yes. Absolutely. Every day. If he's got your breathing, he's got something for you to do. He's got something to teach you. He's got something to show you. He's got a reason to love you. You know what his reason is? He just loves you. Isn't that great? See, so many times in, in the world, you love me because, well, you're a nice guy. Or you love me because you cook supper. Or you, all these things. God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. I like that. 
Because what I always say, even on our worst day, God can see some good in your life. And if you've got a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you've got a lot of good in your life. You've got Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Every second of the day, every minute of the day. So I, I want to ask you, how do you prepare yourself? I mean, this is the challenge for this week. How do you prepare yourself each day? Well, one of the things we can do is Lord said we can, we can have prayer, right? Getting with God. And I say this many times. I say prayer is not just talking to God, but listening to him as well. Boy, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one sometimes. Because we can give God our grocery list real fast, can't we? I want, I need, I, 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 I. Do we, we settle our hearts and say, Lord, what is it today that you'll have me do for the kingdom? Lord, what are you teaching me today? What am I learning from this experience that I can, I can adjust my course here? I can go another lap for you in this race of life. How do I have victory in my family, in my life, in my finances, in all these things? Lord, how, how do you want to show me? How do you want to teach me today? Are we being moldable? Are we being humble? Humble doesn't mean being pushed over. I believe it means giving proper perspective to who God is in our life. Amen. Putting him first, seeking him first. Well, let's keep on going with that. We need to get that divine insight, get God's perspective on things. How are we going to do that? We need to do that because we need to be listening to what God has for us. I said another thing this does as we pray and spend time with God, it, it puts God's perspective on our situation and what's to come. He gives us what? Good gifts. He gives us the best best view of the track and what's ahead amen i wrote this down i said a clear vision will always energize us to be more effective right you got to have a clear vision you know how many of y'all i don't know about y'all but a lot of times when i get up in the morning and and maybe i'm running behind and you got that frost on your window right and you didn't put the scraper back where it belongs because guys do that stuff help me out right i do i was like what did you do with that did you put it back in the in where you're supposed to if I did, I wouldn't have to ask you, but I know it's my fault, right? So I've also found out there's a lot of things you can use to scrape your windows with. A lot of times people say, we really like you got any more CDs. And I said, well, yeah. So man, them the best thing to scrape the windows in the morning I've ever had. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know what? But you know what? Just maybe they'll open it up and listen to the word. Just maybe. We don't care what they're going to use it for as long as they, they come around to hearing the word of God. Amen. So a lot of times we'll drive and, and, and you, you're just driving through a little peephole, aren't you? You know, I believe a lot of times we go through life just like that. Just taking a little glimpse of what God's got out there for all of us out here. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to just take a, a good minute and step back and, and pray and ask God to give you clear vision for the day? Do you think he'll do that? He doesn't want you over in the ditch. He doesn't want you sideswiping stuff. He doesn't want to deal with the fender benders. But you know what? He loves you so much he will. He'll put you back in the race. Amen. Yeah, but what happens if I have a blowout? What happens if I blow it? Well, you know what? He's a great mechanic, isn't he? He'll get you back rolling again. That's what I want you to see. But I also want to tell you a story or two today, so I'm going to watch my time. But I'm going to tell you, I love sharing when God's sharing something in my life. Is that all right with y'all? I'm not too busy. Are you? Good. Well, in the midst of our regular day, uh, we could just edge God right on out. Had a few things to do yesterday. I set some things in motion. I'm going to go to the gym. I went to the gym. Got to go here. Got to do this. Got to do some banking. And uh, y'all know I take care of my mom and stuff. And I, and I thought about this. I got some letters and stuff. And I handled her stuff. And one of the banks that she used that was close to her were charging her this $7 fee because I used the other bank that's closer. And I said, today, I'm going to close that account. 
I'm done. So I'm driving along. I also knew that I got to get my mom's taxes done. And I've had some friends volunteer to help with that. But it, 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 takes a, it takes a lot of their time and everything else. And I'm praying. I said, Lord, you know, I just want to be efficient. In fact, I don't want to have, have my friends spending all time, you know, all day on this. They got stuff to do. And so, you know, the smartphone's pretty amazing. I said, Google, call, you know, this tax place. And it calls it. I'm driving. I'm multitasking. Right? Going to the bank, calling, checking taxes, all those things. Aren't you glad prayer is good? Right? <laughs> just being honest. So they called and I said, look. My mom's got one little sheet of paper she's got to do. I got all the pieces of paper. How much is that? And that guy said, well, brr, brr, I can hear him, man, cling, cling, chicka, chicka, ching. He said, I think that would be about $165. I said, not for me. No, thank you very much. And I said, Lord, I know people got to make a living, but do they got to make a killing? That's why I'm going down the road. This is the conversation me and the Lord has. Hold that right there. Just hold that. There. Now I'm going to jump over. Now I'm at the bank. I get to the bank and I go up there and I say, hey, how you doing? This is the account number. This is everything else. I said, I, I, I need to close that account. Now, I'm sure what we pulled out of the bank wasn't going to cripple them at all. But you know what? That's hers and we're going to make sure that we're going to be good stewards with it. And, and the lady, she said, well, that's no problem, but you need to see that man at the door. And the bank president or whoever was overseeing it there, young gentleman. And he said, yes, sir. He said, well, well, why do you want to close the account? And I won't go in. I just said, well, you, you're charging my mom money when you're already making interest. I said, I said, be honest with you. I said, uh, it's just more convenient for me to bank somewhere else. Appreciate everything, all that. He said, well, sir, I said, tell you what. I have an appointment with somebody. I said, I'll be right with you as soon as I can. Very pleasant young man. And he waited. And there was an elderly woman uh, being brought in a wheelchair with her daughter. And he took him back. And he said, sir, I'll be with you as soon as I can. Well, I thought, I got so much to do. I got, man, I got to go down here. I got to run back over here. Me, 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 me. And I see him roll that woman, and I saw the time that that man took with her. You don't always see that. I said, you know what? I appreciate that. So, you know, I've told you many times I'm a people watcher. So I just sat right down. And he, he said, ma'am, can you hear me at this level? Huh? Ma'am, can you hear me at this level? Yes. He took his time and did their banking and everything. He came back out. And he said, sir, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'll be with you as soon as I can. So, you know, we don't mind waiting if somebody's letting us know what's going on, right? And he walked back. I said, the way that man handles himself, I know he knows Jesus. I could tell the way he handled himself that he knew the Lord. Would people be able to tell that you know the Lord the way you, you handle yourself, the way you handle and conduct your business? So he got that laid squared away. I opened the door and everything else. He said, sir, how, how can I help you today? And we went back and sat down. And I don't even know anything else we said about banking, but we started talking about Jesus. And we started talking about Jesus. And he gave the woman the nod and she locked the door. That's how long I was there. Closed the bank down. And we never did nothing but talk about Jesus. He said, you know what? That's why I, I, I said, man, I said, uh. I always do that. I said, I think you know somebody I do. He said, well, who's that, sir? I said, his name is Jesus. He said, yes, I do. And he began to tell me how God had called him and his wife into to youth ministry. And how God was showing him stuff. And I, and I was showing him a few things that God had told me. And just encouraging iron sharpening iron and all this. And, and this is what he did. He took the paperwork and he shoved it to the side. He said, I never want to get too busy to miss a divine appointment. And this is a divine appointment. Wow. Now, see, my flesh wanted to leave and come back next week. 
I said, we traded business cards and things like that. He said, I'm so glad you came in today. He said, because I got two more days here and they're shipping me to Williamsburg. Isn't that something? But in that moment when I just took a little pit stop and let God work through the situation, I got to encourage someone. He also got to encourage me. Y'all with me so far? That's not a bad day, is it? When you turn around, you get to talk with another believer in Christ and encourage each other. And I thought, boy, that's really amazing. Lord, thank you. And I'm thinking about the message for, for allowing me to take a pit stop and see what's going on. And then I put it back in gear, right? And I said, but I got to get these taxes done. And the Lord lays on my heart, call this place. Google call this place. Boop. Man, there's one at the end of my mom's street. That'd be nice. And I called a man. I said, sir, I said, I need to get some taxes done. I said, I don't think it'll take a lot of your time. I said, I'm sure it's only one sheet. And he asked me a couple questions. I said, well, I appreciate that. And he said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He said, is your mother a widow? I said, she is. He said, well, why don't you come on down here? I'll do them for free. I said, what? He said, uh, I'll do that for free for, for widows. I can take care of that. Not a problem. I said, what time do you want me there? He said, it's 2 o'clock, all right? I said, you're helping me. I'll be there when you say. 2 o'clock, I walk in. Got mom's paperwork. And a girl meets me and says, hello, buddy. Hadn't seen this girl in 30 years. I went to school with her. She does the nonprofit stuff. Helps with churches and things like that as they grow. I need your card. Thank you. And I go to sit down and I give the man all the paperwork and everything. And he's asking me some questions. And uh, I start talking about how good God is. And he says, is your mother in good health? I said, man, let me just tell you. I said, my mama was blind, but now she can see. And you know what he said? Is she blind now? I said, no. He said, that's another deduction if it is. I said, <laughs> I said no. Praise God, she's not. And he said, that's great. And he clicked on through there. And he showed me what it would have cost. He says, I'm a man of my word. Whew. Striked it through there. I said, I don't owe you anything. He says, I'm a believer too. And he says, the Lord says to take care of the widows and the orphans. And that's what I'm going to do. Woo, give the Lord a hand clap. It wasn't about getting something for free. It wasn't that at all. It was about, you know what, because I slowed down and got God's perspective on it and was listening, God directed my steps in a way to be a blessing. So we get to talk about that today. Who gets all the glory? God. Think about that. It wasn't about closing a bank account. It wasn't about what you got or what you don't got. It was about meeting with somebody else and sharing and encouraging one another in the Lord. It wasn't about, oh, well, uh, you know what? I got something for free. I got something for free. You know what? It's about that God freely gives good gifts to his children. And God will, will put things in prayer. If I'd have went the week before, if I'd have done something else, here I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I, I don't have time. I got to go. I got to go. And the Lord says, just take a pit stop. I got it. Amen. What is it that God's showing you that maybe you need to take a pit stop? Let me tell you, a pit stop is not a bad thing. It's essential. Amen. We need to slow down sometime. I'm preaching to me. I told you a few months ago, a lady, I preached a, I preached a funeral. Never seen this woman in my life. Walked off the pulpit right there. And she grabbed my arm. She said, can I pray for you? I said, yes, ma'am. Many of y'all remember me talking about that. And she began to pray for me. And she told me, she said, you need to rest. I said, uh, okay. And she had both my arms. She said, I'm telling you, you need to rest. I said, okay. So I continue my same pace. And my blood pressure goes off the roof. 171 over 111. 
when you're sitting on the side of the bed. That's a little high, isn't it? Especially when I went there and they said, your mother's had a stroke. Uh, we're looking at all this. He said, you need to rest. I said, I thought I was. See, a lot of times we think we're resting, but I'm thinking about stuff all the time. And I will say this. It's not always stress. If you saw what I eat, you'd, be, you'd say, that's a walking miracle, amen. You got to make some adjustments, you know. I tell you what, I turned 50 in January. I have had more doctor's appointments in three months than I had in 30 years. But you know what? The nurse called me the other day. And she said, Pastor. I said, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And she talked about everything else. And she said, we need to adjust this and do this. And you might want to do it. I said, okay, okay, yes, ma'am. And um, I know God uses doctors and everything else. And she said, but you know what? Could, could we pray about something? I said, yeah. See, everywhere that I've been getting to go, and no matter if it's something I want to do, like I don't like going to the doctors. Does anybody like going to the doctors? But I know that God will use doctors. I get to pray with somebody. I get to sit with the bank guy and tell him about Jesus. I go down the road and the guy's telling me, this is what I'm doing about what God called me to do. I'm going to do what his word said, and I'm going to take care of the women, uh, the, the widows and the orphans. That's my part. And he didn't say that, but this is what I thought. What's your part? What's my part? What is that? Think about that today. So we need to get God's perspective. Just a little, little something I want to share with that because God is always working all the time. I don't care what you're doing. Got a few more stories. Hold on. I'm going to get back to it in just a minute. Let's jump on here. Passion. Lord, show me about the passion in people's heart. How many people know somebody with passion? A couple people? What, what is it about that? What are they passionate about? It's, it's the love they have for that thing. It's, it's God's perspective on the situation. It's, it's what God's shown us there, what God's drawn us to. It's this passion is about is the thing they love, that thing that they, they're called to, the mission. I said, you know what else? I might have mentioned this last week. Something you're passionate about, nobody has to tell you to do it. I mentioned this before. Love playing guitar. I was passionate about a guitar. I have never. I've been playing guitar since I was 14. I had never in my life had somebody say, you need to practice that. My mom and dad never said, we spent that money. You need No. They were probably saying, please stop playing. You know? And I would play, I would play before I went to school. I would play when I'd go to sleep. I, I told you this before. I'm just talking about passion. I would fall asleep with the guitar on my, my chest. And my mom would take that off me and go, okay, okay, you go to bed. She also told me, she said, if you put just a, a percentage of the time on your schoolwork that you do that guitar, you'd be, you'd be Einstein. I said, yeah, but I don't like that. I'm not passionate about that. But I was passionate about the music. And the very thing that I was passionate about, God says, you know what? You're passionate about that? I'm going to open a door so you can use that for me. Because he gave it to us anyway. What is it that God has, has put in your heart that you're passionate about? And how can God direct the steps that, that, that he's put that situation and that, that hope in your heart to move things forward so people can know about Jesus? I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure there's a way. Maybe it's making something like this. Maybe it's making some amazing sausage biscuits. Amen? Maybe it's just listening to somebody. Maybe it's giving somebody a call and say, hey, I don't want nothing. I tell my friends this something. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. I was just thinking about you. Wow. And I've got a friend that calls me and says, one of these days I'm going to call you when I don't need nothing. But today's not that day. I appreciate his honesty. But that's okay. 
So I want us to know that getting God's perspective is, is divine in insight. I want to know that, that, that this passion is heartfelt drive to draw us close. Me and Jesse do a lot of dad time whenever we can do dad time. Most of our dad time involves eating. He's thin. I'll leave it at that. So we go out last night and one of the places we like to go is when they do that hibachi thing. I talk about all the time. Boom, that guy's flipping stuff and he's doing stuff. Right? And it's easy to find our guy because he's the only guy that's not oriental. <laughs> he goes, everybody goes, ah, how you doing? He goes, hi, hi. he goes, hey, dude. I hope you get my table. I go, yeah. And me and Jesse are kind of like, okay, where, he, where is he going to be at? Okay, 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 that's good. We'll sit here, you know. So last night we're talking. He's asking Jesse how's school and he's flipping eggs and he's doing this, all this stuff. I say, you like your job? He stopped. I love my job. I knew that. He says, I work every day from, clo- from start to finish, from open to close, except Tuesdays. And he says, when I'm, when I'm off of Tuesdays, he says, I wish I was here. I said, wow, and this boy works. He said, my dad told me, and I've heard this before, see if I got it right. He said, if you're passionate about, write on a message, if you're passionate about what you do. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. He didn't see it at work. He says, you know, when I'm off, I'm thinking of new things I can do to make what I do better. Wow. I'm sitting there, boy, you preaching my message. But isn't that something? How often do you take that thing that you do, the gift that God's given you and say, you know what? How can Lord, how can you use that? Right. So much talent in here. It's amazing. All over the place. And you say, well, well, you know, I do this. That doesn't seem too uh, glamorous. That's right. I tell you what, plumbing might not seem too glamorous. But when your stuff broke, he's the man. Amen. Because two weeks ago when, when things broke at my mom, the only guy I want to talk to is I was going to call Miles. You, you were second on the speed dial, so you're lucky Kevin picked up. Or Kevin, or Bill. I said, I, I called Bill. He comes and sits in the back. He lives three streets from my mom. Water all over the place. And my mom, she worries about everything except the things you need to worry about. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. I'll just mop it up. <laughs> I don't think we're going to mop this one up, Mom. The dog's over there going, whoa, whoa. Thank the Lord my sister had came on. My sister had just got in there. And I said, uh, can you help me out? She says, I'm trying, I'm trying. She's bailing and everything else. So when you got a friend, you got something, don't you? I call my buddy Bill. He goes, yes, sir. I said, Bill, yes, sir. Bill works so much. I said, can you hear me? He said, yes. I said, help. Where are you? I said, Ruthie, baby's got a leak. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I didn't have to say anything. I didn't have to say anything else. Boom, I called my sister back. I said, keep bailing, baby. 10 more minutes, Bill will be there. I I wasn't even nowhere near there. I was way up the road. He got her her all capped off and everything. Everything. He said, I don't have enough stuff on the truck, but I got her capped off. So you'll be all right. If you need me to come back, I will. I said, no problem. I said, man, he was here just like that. You know some people. But you know what? When my buddy calls me, I try to do the same thing. It's not a tit for tat. It's you do what you can when you can. 
And sometimes it's not comfortable, right? Sometimes you, get, sometimes you might have to get back up out of bed and do something or whatever the case is. But see, I got I, I to gotta think about this. I've known Bill all my life. He's a good friend of mine. And when he called me when his dad was sick, I didn't ask him, well, can I come over next week? And I, I said, I'll be there. And I did. Was it inconvenient sometimes? Yeah. But it was more important to serve than to be served sometimes. But I will tell you this. When it does come around the other way, it sure is nice. And if it never comes around the other way, it's still okay. Because if you do it for the right reasons, God will honor it. Amen. That ain't even in the notes. Just want to throw that out there. Let's keep on rolling. So we all like what? Progress. Moving forward on a mission. Nobody wants to put a lot of energy in something that fails, do we? I mean, think about it. I got a few notes. I said, we're wired for progress. I said, if we don't see progress, we start to feel depressed, right? I said, we think that, you know, everybody wants to put, put a little something into the, to the, to the job because they want to see progress, right? We want to see what's going on there. We've got a part to play. I said, so when we take a kingdom mindset as we share what's going on, those pit stops in life allow us to regroup, refocus, and refill so that there is progress in the kingdom of God. I said... That others come to know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's the big picture. If somebody says, what's the vision? Our vision is that people will know the Lord Jesus Christ. That people will know the love of Christ. That people will know the great sacrifice of Jesus Christ paid for all their sin. That it's not about working towards it like we talked this morning early on with a couple of friends. It's about qualifying in Christ. How do we do that? He did it. This week and every day. But I'm telling you, as we prepare our hearts for what we're going to be celebrating this week, Resurrection Day. And like Tanya said, we should be celebrating that every day. But I, I pray that you take that pit stop this week and really think about what that means. What that bought. Who you are in Christ. Amen. I want to, I want to just share a few things here. I said, set your heart before the Lord. Jesus sets the pace. Each lap holds victory because there's something to learn in each lap. I said it earlier on the takeoff, but I think it's worth repeating. How is there victory when I'm in pain? How is there victory when I lose my job? How is there victory when I, when, when, when I lose a family member? How is that so? I might not be able to see it. You might not be able to see it. But I believe that when we get God's perspective, he would help us see it. And to be honest with you, sometimes we might not see it this side of heaven. But he will show us how he works all things good together for the good. Because we serve what? A good God. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen now. All right. Well, we'll take that eye. Yes, indeed. I love that. I just love it. Invite, right? So for the eye, we started out with being an inviting church. We should be an inviting church because our passion is for people to see the gift of Christ and share it with the world. I said, how do you feel when somebody includes you? When you're asked to the party? When you're asked to do something, you feel like you belong. You feel like there's some value, don't you? Right? And they don't want you to just become because you got the nice car that can pick everybody up. Or they don't want you to just be here because of whatever. They want you to come because they care about you. Man, it's great to belong, isn't it? I pray that everyone that ever sets foot in this, this room feels like they belong. Lord, help us to be that church family. If it's for one visit or for a thousand, for people to know that they are worth it, that there's a great value, amen? So we want to be invited, uh, inviting people. 
And we want them to feel cherished, respected, and valued right where they are. Because that's how Christ feels about mankind. Amen. That's how he feels about you. And it's not just for you, but it's for everybody. What's the old saying? It says, I'm God's favorite, but I'm just not his only one. Amen. <laughs> He's got a lot of favorites. Each one. I want you to think about that. Well, what else can we do? We can intercede. We can join in. We can intercede and reach out and see how God plans to use the gifts that he's put in, put in you. And I said, I'm so grateful for a little church with under 20 people to reach outside. And I won't go through the whole story. Reach outside and give me a Bible track in 1995. Change my life. 20 people at the best. I think they probably had more like 17. Now, you know that devil said, you ain't going to do nothing. Why don't you get back in there? It's late. Why don't you just, you don't need to be doing that stuff. See, the enemy will always tell you what, you, what, what he says you can't do. But we need to look at what God already does. And what he says you can do in him. Amen? I had a guy one time, and, and I just got called to ministry and everything else. And nothing against the fellow. And he, he showed me a lot of things. But I had a lunch with this guy one day. And I had asked a few things about, you know, hey, why don't we do an invitation and this and this. And, I, you know, it's what God's leading you to. But I just felt like I was so on fire, I didn't want to miss an opportunity. I said, man, we can't have 150 people in here and not tell them about Jesus. He said, well, what do you think we ought to do? I said, I think we ought to tell them about Jesus. He said, uh, he was just eating. He said, well, how did you get saved? I said, somebody gave me a Bible track. He came outside the church walls and told me about Jesus. And he said, with salad dressing on his face, yeah, but you only a small bunch. That's a small percentage. <laughs> but I was the one. You were the one. The starfish that they threw back in the water was one. Y'all ever heard that? You know, they got all these starfish coming up, washing up on the, on the beach, and they've got a kid throwing them back. Whew, throwing them back. Whew. Guy walks along and says, what difference is that going to make? There's so many of them. He said, it made all the difference in the world. The one I threw back. It made all the difference in my life. And I'm not going to sit by and just go, well, I made it. Everybody else is out. You need to open that word. And I don't, I don't believe he meant anything by that. But it rocked my world. It just, it just, it just, I'm like, what? And I thought about that. And the Lord gave me a song called Sheep 100. Y'all have heard it many, many times. Of, of uh, I think it's in Luke as well, in the Gospels. And it talks about which one of you would have a hundred sheep if one ran away. That he'd leave the 99 and go get the one. And when he found the one, he would rejoice. I was that sheep 100. You were that sheep 100. I really wanted to get that on my, my license plate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Too many. I'd have to be sheep 10. But anyway, sheep 100. And you think about that. Aren't you glad that somebody came out to bring you back in? Man, and I thought about that. And, and the Lord gave me that song. And that song was something that ministered to my heart because I was like, I can't believe we would leave something, leave somebody that value and leave them outside. And that wasn't what he was saying, but this is what was going on in my heart. He just wanted to be the most effective with what he did. Yeah. Man. I've heard people that say, well, how did you get saved? And everything. I said, somebody gave me a Bible track. It changed my life. Really? No, I was just lying about it. No, yeah, really. And you know what? It doesn't matter how you find out. Just as long as you do find out. It's amazing. But I tell you what, nobody will find out if you go to zipit.com and keep your mouth shut. 
You need to be telling people about what's going on. Amen. Because that's the mission. Are you passionate about other people knowing the saving grace of God, your Savior, your, your, your Father in heaven? So we can intercede. So Lord will bring people in and put people on our path. Amen. Let's keep on going. Uh oh, we did it now. I don't have any clock up here, so I'm not responsible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Here we go. So we need to inform others, right? Let them know what's going on. And I, I thought more and more about that. I said, think about it. When we share our faith, it is to inform others of the love of Christ and how much God loves them. Okay? And so many times, people think we're just going to beat them down or whatever. Like that, That's not it. Just share the love of Christ where they are. Love them right where they are. And I hear this a lot of times, and I, and I just want to read what I put there. I said, there's only two options. There's heaven or hell. And if a person just goes on their merry way, the default setting is not heaven. You have to make a choice. There's a choice set before you. And if you don't make a choice, you really do make a choice because what you just did rejected the only choice. I'll slow that back down. If you don't make a decision for Christ, that means that you've made a decision not to choose Christ, which means, guess what? You're standing on your own. What does the Bible say? The Bible says all of sin falls short in the glory of God. It said, you know what? That our works are like filthy rags. So what are you counting on? I tell you what. The only answer is Jesus. Amen. Let's keep on rolling a little bit here. I hear this all the time. And this really gets me here. And and it's it's a tough spot. But I'm just going to see if you all ever heard this. Hear this all the time. Well, Uncle so-and-so passed away. I guess he's going to a better place. Really? Is he going to a better place? If he knows Jesus, he's going to a better place. But if he don't, the default setting is hell. Now, that's the truth. I want to encourage us. If people say, oh, that's narrow. Well, you take that up with God. I'm just telling you what his word says. You know, he says there's one way. Jesus said, I'm the truth, the way, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And I always follow that up with my my answer is this. I'm glad because I would mess it up. But God made a way. You'll hear that. So, oh, I think uncle such and such is in a better place. Well, I guess we'll all get there someday. Where? You come to Christ on your own. You don't come holding your grandma's hand. I've heard people say, well, you know. My grandmother played the the organ in the church. (laughs) That's great. What What are you doing? Have you trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior. See, it's personal. All the time nowadays we say, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. I'm telling you, take this personal because you and I personally will stand before the Lord. I'm not beating anybody down. I'm lifting you up. I'm encouraging you. I'm informing you of what the word says. Not here to scare you, here to inform you so that you can have victory in Jesus. And I thought about this. I said, well, heaven just got another angel today. You hear that? People say, you're not, when, when you die, and if you've chose Jesus Christ as your Lord, say, you're not getting your wings. That was Jimmy Stewart or whatever. Who was his name? That the Christmas? And that's a great movie. But, but that's not the, you're not an angel. You're a spirit. Amen. And I know people don't really mean anything bad by that. But I want to inform you. That's not what the Bible teaches. Amen. I want to, you're not up there buzzing around like that. Amen. We're going to be worshiping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Amen. Absolutely. And I tell you what, so, so I want, so, so we're informing people with that. We just don't, well, he was a good guy. There's a lot of good guys going to hell, man. 
You know, we're just, we're just breaking this thing down today. We're just breaking it down and telling the truth. There's a lot of great guys. I've had some really rough guys that do a lot of bad different things and everything else that have been really helpful in my Christian walk. That have come alongside of me in my earlier days and go, that is not a good plan for you. To the point said, you know what, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take you out if you don't straighten up. Now that's a buddy. I didn't like it when they told me that. I even thought, who do you think you are? But he was right. You can't argue with the truth. You know, you can bend it and everything else, but the truth is the truth is the truth is the truth. And I thought, man. And I thought, God will speak through anybody, won't he? So I started listening, not just to anybody, but I would listen to what people would say, but I would always go back and put it up against God's word. I suggest you do the same thing. Anything I tell you, teach you, whatever. Hey, what is he talking about? What was the scripture reference? I want us to grow. I want us to be on point on God's word. Amen. So we want to inform others. I think about that so many times. And I wrote this. I said, see, the devil wants you so relaxed in your sin that you never see it coming. Huh? We always think we got another day. I've talked to people say, well, you know what, man, I think about this kid all the time. And, he, and I talked to him that one day and, I, I, and I've shared this before and I was sharing my faith with him. This is a good kid. He was doing good. He was working hard and everything. I was telling him about Jesus, brought him to a point. Hey, man, what do you believe? And he said, Mr. Buddy, I'm glad you believe that. And that's great. But that's not for me right now. Maybe later. And it just terrified my spirit. I didn't get mad that he rejected me. He didn't reject me. He rejected the Lord. And so if you reject the Lord, what's left? Nothing. And I thought, man, Lord. I didn't go, man, I guess I did it wrong. Well, I guess I should have said this. I guess I put put him in the headlock. No, I just said, Lord, continue to put people in that man's path to tell him about Christ. Because you know what? I try to plant a seed. And I know you're the one that's going to bring the harvest. So when those things happen and people don't run up and throw their arms around you and say, thank you so much. Just keep on throwing the seed. Keep on sowing the seed and leave the results to the Lord. But we need to inform others about uh, eternity. Amen. I put this in here in my notes. I said there's no pit stops in hell either. I just want to tell you that. Over and over and over. He said, man, you talk a lot about hell today. You know what? Somebody needs to. One of of the ladies that come here from time to time, she goes to another church. She's been a member of that church for a long time. And I'm sure they do a great job. But she has told me, she said, you don't want to talk about hell anymore. It's in there. The reason I talk about it is because I don't want you to go there. I don't want to go there. But you know what? Let's celebrate. We don't have to go there. And if you're a believer in Christ, let me tell you, you're not going there. Because you know what? Jesus has rescued us because he's a risen Savior. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So how do we incorporate all this? Work it into what, what God's showing us. How do we do this? I said we do it from the inside out. We do it from the love that God's put in your heart for the love that God has for others. Amen. Inside out. That's what I call it. And I said, it comes from our relationship with Christ. Our guidance from the Holy Spirit. Investing in the things of the Lord pays eternal dividends. You ever thought about that? We need an urgency. How many people, if they saw their neighbor's house on fire, would just go back to sleep? And before you say, which neighbor? (laughs) If you say, if you think, well, what side of the road do they live on? God's still doing some work in your life, right? None of us, right? <laughs> I'm hoping my neighbors say the same thing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I told him he should fix that. No. What about so if somebody was drowning? What's one of you would go, hey, 
How deep is that water? I'm not going out there, right? I would hope not. You see this from time to time. And it, it's sad, but to me, it just shows a heart of somebody that puts somebody else above them. This was years ago. It just popped in my mind. I remember one morning. I don't even know where it was at. It might have been around here or not. There was a guy. He was a big football player guy. And he was fishing. And two kids got in the water. And they began to flounder around. And the man jumped out there to try to save him. And took him and pushed him. They came out. He drowned. They said, that's bad. He said, he don't even swim. But in that moment, what he saw was bigger than him. Man, in this moment, when we know that somebody doesn't know Jesus, is it bigger than us? Think about that. We need to incorporate that urgency into our life and everything that we do. Amen? I pray that that's what we do. So we want to invite people. We want to encourage people. We want to love people where they are. And what else do we do? We can testify. Now, when you first hear that word testify, what comes to mind? For me, I think about a courtroom. Man. Testify. What do, what do they do? They testify on the witness stand of what they've seen, what they know to be true. I've heard this a long time ago, and I believe it is still hold firm right now. If you were on the stand today, right, and they charged you with being a Christian, would they find enough evidence for you to be found guilty? Did that make sense? If they put you on there and say, he's a Christian. Would they have enough facts and details in your life and evidence in your life for you to be proven to be that? Right? I heard a story one time. said, I think it was in Russia. And they had these small Bible groups over there during the time when this was going on. And man, if you had a Bible over there, they would kill you at this time. I'm not so sure it's much different now. I don't know. And there was a story told that these guys came in with masks and guns. And everybody was in there. They were praying and they had their Bible and everything. And he said, just like if somebody came in and said, anybody in here is a believer in Christ or not a believer in Christ right now. Anybody that's a believer in Christ in here said, you know what? You, you, you're going to die. And if not, you get out of here right now. And they said people ran and ran and ran and ran. But there was a few that stayed. And they pulled their mask off and they threw their gun down. And they said, this is where we want to be. Did you get that story? The other ones, they were just playing. The other ones said, hey, I'm getting that saved by old skin. But other people said, you know what? No. Yes, I am a believer and I'm not leaving. They said, good, because that's where I want to be. We're believers too. Now, that's just the story. I don't know that to be true, but I tell you what, if it was, wouldn't that be amazing? Would you stand for that? Man. And you know, a lot of times we can say we'll do something and we don't. But I would hope that we would stand for the Lord. I would hope that I would stand for the Lord. So there's always something to testify to. Well, when we do a testimony, what is that? We're sharing our faith, right? Think about this. We, we need to be able to, this is my prayer for us. Can you clearly share with somebody what Christ has done in your life and lead that person to a personal relationship with Christ? That's my prayer for everybody here. If you went to church and you left here today and you went and you got your pizza and you were sitting there and you were talking to somebody and they said, oh, uh, did you just come in from church? And they go, yeah. Well, tell me about that. Oh, we sang some songs. Oh, our pastor, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Okay, this, that, and everything. But would you be able to tell them, say, hey, you know what? Have you ever thought about your spiritual destination? Did you ever think if, if you didn't make it today, would you go to heaven or hell? Would, would you do that? Would you be that bold? And if they said, no, I don't, I don't know for sure. Would you be able to share with them? The message of Christ. 
Would you be able to say, hey, you know, the Bible says all the sin and fall short of the glory of God. You know, there's only one way to heaven. You need to put your faith and trust in Jesus. He did the hard part. My prayer is for everyone here to not only know Christ, but to know how to introduce him to somebody else. Amen. Let's keep on going. So to do that, we need to communicate, don't we? We need to talk a little bit sometime. I said, that's another part of the pit stop, you know, sermon. It, it, we need to talk to people. When them guys are going around and around and around, they got somebody speaking in their ear, man. Hey, look out for that around the corner. Come down here, look out for that oil spot. Look out here. You need to get gas. You got three more laps and you got to get some gas. You got to do this. Holy Spirit's telling us all the time, hey, that's not the best for you. Hey, you know what? I want you to call this tax place. Hey, I want you to sit a little bit longer to, in the bank and encourage somebody. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's the Lord working in our lives right there. What else does he do? We need to be trained. Teach what you have been learned. Pass on what God's showing you. Line it up with the word and stand for that. I said, study God's word. We train and practice ways to share our faith uh, in depth on, on Tuesday nights. If you want to know more about it, we'll be glad to take some time with that. But I tell you, one of the, the, the biggest thing is, do you believe what you believe? And what you believe, is that what the Lord says? Is that what the word says? And if you do, I can tell you that God will fill your mouth when the time comes. But it doesn't hurt to be a student of the word of God. Because you know what? You fill up in the pit stops, amen? So you can run the race for the Lord. One of the last things I'm going to share with you today is this. It all comes back to trusting the Lord. He is faithful. Can I get an amen that? Amen. He is faithful even when we're not. I said, trust in the power of his word. Allow his grace to move the hearts of, of the lost. Point them to Jesus. Run your race as Christ, as the pace setter. I said, it's, it's, it's just not smart, but it's necessary to take a break and fill up. I should remember those who have sacrificed in the past. They're rooting you on. I think about this sometime, and the Lord just kind of showed me this. And I thought, in a race, you know, I saw people when I watched some, some footage the other day of some races and stuff. And just trying to get a better handle on some stuff for this message. And I saw the people in the stands screaming and yelling. And, and, and the guy's coming in, and he's getting that last lap. And he crosses the finish line, and they're just, woo! I wonder if Paul's looking over the side at your life. Or David's looking over the side of heaven, looking at your life. Are they saying, come on, Mike, one more lap. Come on, Bonnie, keep on going. Come on, you can do this. Come on, Tanya, come on, Nick, come on, come on, come on, keep rolling, keep going. We, we went before you, we made a way, keep on that path. Would Jesus be saying, you can do it. I'm right here. I'm right here, keep coming. Man, you know what? Listen to the Lord. Rest in the Lord. The Lord's always out there bringing, bringing us closer so that we could be used. I said, I wrote this down last night. I said, every minute has purpose. A time for all things. When opportunities come, will you be ready to act? See, a lot of times we think, well, I don't know how I'm going to react. We might think we'll respond a certain way. And then when that minute hits, you don't respond that way. But if you continue to train yourself and build yourself up in the word, when those times hit, you already be filled up from the pit stop. I told you many times, I've been through different things in my life. You guys have too. Thank the Lord that the Lord was gracious enough to, to be filling me up a little at a time, a little bit of time. When I turn around and say, no, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to stand for what God said. No, you know what? I'm going to keep on going. No, I'm going to keep on. I'm going to stick to the stuff. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the neighbors say. I don't care about this. I care about what the Lord says, and I'm going to go with that. That's it. 
And you know what, Lord, when I fall and stumble, forgive me and help me get back in the game and bring people alongside of me to pick me back up so we keep on running the race. That's what a church family does, amen? That's what other believers in Christ should do. Come alongside. Not point out everything you blow on and everything, you know, oh, you know what? You got a scratch on this. You, you should have done it. You should have, would have, should have, could have. But they say, you know what? Look for the golden people. And that's what I was talking to about that banker. I said, man, I really appreciate how you look for the golden people and try to bring it out of them. And just that short time when he was helping people, the passion was there. I'm sure he wanted to do a good job. But sometimes, most times, I'd say, as you watch people, you can find out what their passion is. Amen. And you can tell, you know what, if it's for self-gain or for kingdom gain. Because if it's for kingdom gain, there's going to be times that they have to give all their self. And they don't expect a thing back. They don't expect anything. They do it for the right reasons. What's the right reason? To be a mirror of Christ. For God to use this life that he breathes life into to be used for the kingdom. I don't know how long I got. You don't know how long you got. But I want to be effective today, man. I want to be effective today. And that's okay. So you know what? How do we do that? We, we, we prepare ourselves each day. Do you set some time aside each day and say, nothing else is going to take priority over me meeting with Christ today? doesn't matter if it's in the morning or lunch or whenever it is. But I'm telling you, you need to set a priority in your life. Because if not, the enemy will rob you blind of your time. He will put so many things in your way and get you focused on so much stuff that brings forth no eternal dividends that you don't even know how you're going to make it. You're so overwhelmed. You're doing this. You're doing the juggling. You're doing the juggling. The truth of the matter, you could probably drop about half those balls and focus on the main thing. What's the main thing? Ask the Lord, show me the main thing in my life. How will you use me today, Lord? How will I testify? How will you prepare my heart? How, how can I invite others to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Well, let's take a look at this as we bring it home. Pit stops of life. I want to read it again. Luke 5, 15 and 16. But the news about him was spreading even farther, and large crowds were gathering to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. What do you say, buddy? I'm saying rest in him. I'm saying trust in him. I'm saying live in him. I said pit stops are not just a good idea, but they are essential to a victorious life. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the message. And I pray today that as we, we share this word, I pray, I pray that there's an urgency that's, that's just unlocked in our lives. That we will respond to this message in the way that you will have us to. First, for ourselves. Do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Am I sure that if I died today that I would spend eternity in heaven with him? You can know. You can know. The Bible says, and I say this every week. I don't want it to just be, okay, he's going to say this. No, this is the truth. So the truth doesn't change. So I tell you the same thing because it is the truth. All of sin and fall short of glory of God. He says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Today is that you. Have you made that commitment to Christ? Have you said, Lord, I need you come into my life? I pray that you have. Don't leave here today without doing that. If you made that commitment and you feel like, man, I've, I've had a few blown, blown out tires. I do need a pit stop. I don't even know where to fill up at. Well, you can fill up right here. You can fill up on the word of God. 
and trust him and know that God will use you, yes, you today to make a difference for eternity. Father, I'm praying for each of my brothers and sisters here. I'm praying for myself. I'm praying for those that are listening on, online later on and maybe next week, next year. I know your word will not come back void. I pray about the service today that will make an impact on each person that hears that. That there will be an urgency in their heart that just revs up, Lord, so that we can continue the race that you set before us, Lord. That we can make a difference. That we can forgive. That we can forget. We can move forward and trust in the Lord and relax in that. Rest in that. Rest in Him. Trust in Him. And most of all, live in Him. Lord, we praise You for what You're doing, Lord. I lift up the the, the, the services throughout all around here today. I pray that we prepare our hearts as we go into this season of, of just celebrating the resurrected life. But Lord, I pray that we start that today and every day because it is finished and you are king. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say hallelujah in here if you got blessed today. Absolutely. We're going to play a song for you. I just pray that, you know, through something said today, something moved you closer to what God has for you. Something moved you to, to just say, man, you know what? There's more I can do. And when I say that, I don't say that because it's a work-based thing. Because it's not. It's by grace. But you know what? It should be so heartfelt that God moves us in a way to make a difference. Let us stand and praise the Lord.